Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group. Member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter Lowry and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. going on everybody welcome back to the wealth accelerator podcast i'm excited about these next few couple shows that i'm going to do here i was contacted by natalie from the 4-h group up here in northern california and at first she was talking to me about potentially coming out and doing some seminars with her and and talking to some of the 4-h kids but we all know how any live event has gone here lately. <laughs> Everything has been COVID canceled. So instead of the live stuff, we're just going to do a few episodes here. She asked me some really good questions and some great topics to go over. So um, I'm going to cover all of those and, and give my advice to you guys. But before we jump into all that, for those of you who are part of the 4-H program or just new listeners in general, I'll give you a little bit of background about myself real quick. So my name is Hunter Lowry. I'm a financial advisor. I work with Sierra Ridge Wealth Management. Our office is located in Sacramento, California, but I live out here in Auburn, California. It's about 45 minutes south of Sacramento for those of you who aren't from the California area. Uh, and we had moved here about three years ago. I'm originally from Tucson, Arizona. We lived in Tucson for about 18 years. It was a long time, but I love it out here in Auburn. It's absolutely gorgeous. So much to do up here. We actually have some family ranches around the area, so it's really nice to be close to all that. And basically my whole life I've grown up around livestock and around ranches and around team roping. I've always, always loved all that stuff. I never actually did 4-H in high school. I don't, I don't know why I never did it, but I've always been around livestock and things. So I went to high school in Arizona, but for college, I went to the Claremont Colleges. They're located in Southern California, in between kind of San Diego and LA. And I got my degree in economics and I've been working as a financial advisor ever since graduation. I actually, I started studying for my certifications during my senior year, second semester, right after graduation, I started taking all my tests and I was up and running within like five months of graduation, I started working. And I absolutely love working as a financial advisor. You know, when I was in high school, and that's one thing that I would say right off the bat, make sure to do internships. Go, f go out and find things that you're interested in. Find somebody to shadow. Even if you're not getting paid, just go spend time around people who are doing the things that you like to do. So for me, I kind of had two things that I was leaning towards. I wanted it to be, I, I knew that I liked finance and I loved my dad's financial advisor. He was a, a great mentor and just a really good friend. And then I also thought I might want to be an attorney. So first I went and I did an internship with more of a shadowing with a, a local attorney there in Tucson, Arizona. And I'll tell you what, I sat through one arbitration and I was like, yeah, no chance. <laughs> I was so bored. I knew right away I, I wasn't about it. So that got crossed off the list. And then and then after that, I spent a couple months shadowing my parents' financial advisor, which was so much fun. I loved going to meetings with him. Uh, I loved all the strategy of everything. I, I just fell in love with it. I knew right away that that's what I wanted to pursue. 
And to this day, that's still what I enjoy about the financial planning industry. I love making relationships with people and I really love helping people. I mean, it's so much fun to be strategic and find different ways that we can help people achieve their financial goals. Because no matter what, everybody has different goals. Nobody has the same exact game plan. So it's awesome getting able, being able to set the puzzle pieces together to help every single individual reach whatever goal it is for them. And at the same time, I'm extremely, extremely passionate about this because I know the importance of financial planning and investing and reaching for your financial goals because you can really change your family's legacy doing this. If you're smart with your finances and you're doing things correctly throughout your life, I mean, you can set up your children and your children's children with a good financial future just from setting up a good foundation yourself. And, and I've seen it happen. So I love helping people be able to do that and to create family legacies, not just short-term wealth. And that's why I'm really excited to be able to have this opportunity to reach out to some people of a younger demographic. And not that these next couple episodes are only for younger people, but I just know the importance of starting when you're young and getting yourself set up correctly because you can really set yourself up for an awesome financial future if you start early. So the first thing that Natalie had asked me to go over was what advice would I give to my younger self in terms of finances that could have really helped me down the road and can really help you. The first thing that I want to talk about is learning financial literacy. It's really funny because, you know, you go through school or at least I did and um, I would, you know, you take your classes and you do your math homework and your English homework and you're, in my mind, you know, it was a stepping stone. I get through this math class, then, you know, if I finish algebra, then I can take geometry and then I can take pre-calc and then I can take cal calculus and then I can go to college and do college math. Well, Throughout all of those things, you know, school is really, really important. Don't get me wrong, but not very much of what I learned in school am I utilizing today. Of course, my economics classes and my accounting classes and my finance classes, those are um, very prevalent in what I'm doing. But in terms of the other courses, they were, they were just what I said. They were stepping stones to set me up to be able to go to a good college and get the job that I wanted. Now, what I didn't do and what I wish I would have maybe spent a little bit more time on is learning to be financially literate at a young age. And that's not easy to do because it's not something that you're taught in schools. I mean, there's very, there's not a whole lot of personal financial classes that are out there. I, I took one in high school, but it was pretty obvious. I mean, don't spend more than you make. You know, I'm, most people can understand that concept. But but I wish that I would have spent a little bit more time listening to podcasts, something like this or whatever other financial podcasts that you like, reading economic data, staying up to date on business news. I mean, there's a, it's not the most glamorous thing and it's not super exciting to think about uh, when you're young, you know, that's a lot more fun to turn on your Xbox and go play video games online with your friends. <laughs> but I'm telling you what, if you start making a habit of learning about finance, of listening to it, of listening to experts in the field and just trying to understand it yourself, you're going to be so, so far ahead of the game. The next piece of advice that I would give to my younger self is that saving is for losers. <laughs> Hunter, you're a financial advisor. How could you say savings for losers? Well, just listen for a sec. So of course, saving is important. And of course, you don't want to be spending everything you make. And of course, you want to have money in the bank. Now, that being said, I don't believe that it's right to just save every single dollar you have and not invest everything because you lose out on a lot of opportunity cost. 
And opportunity cost, it's just the loss of potential gain from other alternatives when one particular alternative is chosen over the other. So in my mind, having too much money just sitting in the bank, you know, what does a savings account give you? 0.001% annually, you're making almost nothing on your money. If you could take part of that money that you've saved up, put it in an investment account, and if you can get eight or 10% on an average annual basis oh my goodness and compound interest can start taking effect and if you're beginning to do this at a young age and letting compound interest work for you you can start to make a lot a lot of money so as you're working on this and you're learning some financial literacy and you're understanding that you should begin to invest some of your money now what you can do is you can really start to create good financial habits that are going to last with you throughout your entire lifetime if you're building these habits when you're at a young age it's going to just be like clockwork and when you start making more and more money you're going to be investing more and building more and you're just going to do great through your financial future and that's something that can be really hard for people. You know, I come across people sometimes that have had bad financial habits for too long. And it's really, really hard to change that momentum when it's something that you've established early on. If you're used to spending more than you're making and you're used to being in a lot of debt, well, it's hard to get out of that habit. You know, it takes an average of 66 days for a new behavior to, to become automatic. That's a long time. I mean, that's over two months of constant disciplined action. That's not just every couple days, oh, I'm gonna save a little bit. That's having a very distinct game plan and sticking to that for over two months. And that's just on average. For different personality types, it may take way longer. But imagine if you can establish those habits at an early age where you're taking money that you're making or maybe it's money that you're getting as presents or you're getting to mow some lawns on the side. Who knows? Wherever that money is coming from and you're allocating it towards different things. Some of it, of course, you want to save and then some of it you're investing and then whatever's left over is what you're spending on fun things that you want to do instead of, you know, how most people think or most, especially young people, you get a couple hundred dollars. Well, oh, what can I buy with a couple hundred dollars? Yeah, you could go buy some new basketball shoes, maybe a new video game, whatever it is that you want. But if you started thinking, oh my goodness, what can a couple hundred dollars do for me 10 years down the road? Oh man, that's when you can start to be really, really dangerous. So as you're building these habits and you're wanting to start investing, I would urge younger people to go and pick investments and pick stocks that they're very familiar with. Think of a company that you see every day or you really like. I mean, maybe that's a Nike or a Disney or whatever, whatever company you know that you are utilizing and you can think of quickly and you enjoy. Go put a little bit of money in, that, in those companies and see what happens over time. Start following those stocks. Start following stock market trends. Start asking which investments are going to be better than others and understanding how people are getting to those answers. Just be curious. And, and But the only way that you're going to learn is to actually start. And even with small amounts, you can be invested and be making some money and learning at the same time. Another big thing that I think most people should try to learn at an early age is to really understand the difference of an asset and a liability. That's the problem and that's what gets a lot of people into trouble is they spend a big portion of their income on liabilities. They think that it's an asset, but it's really not. An asset is something that you can buy that's going to continuously make you money. Whether you're working or not, that asset has the potential to earn you money. A liability is always taking money out of your pocket. So if you can have a good understanding of what a real asset is and what a real liability is, then as you're growing your financial life, and you're putting much more money into your asset column than your liability column, which is not an easy thing to do. Again, it's very easy to go out and want to buy the new fancy car or the new fancy iPhone. 
It's a lot harder to be disciplined and put money into the stock market or save to buy a real estate property. That's not as flashy in the short term. But if you can have that understanding and really start building up your asset column over time and limiting that the liabilities that you're taking on, you're gonna be set up for great, great success down the road. Because that's the goal, right? We all wanna have passive income. We wanna make money while we're sleeping. What's, what's better than that? Well, if that's the life that you wanna live and that's the reality you wanna have, then you have to build up that asset column to be a lot bigger than your liability column at the end of the day. And you know, doing all these things that I'm talking about and being disciplined, like I'm saying, and, and learning financial literacy, it's it's just like playing sports. I mean, if you want to be a better basketball player, what do you do? You go and you shoot hoops and you go to the gym and you play and you play and you play and you practice. Well, if you want to have good financial discipline, you have to do the same thing. You have to spend time learning and spend time reading, spend time listening to things and spend time doing it on your own and putting what you're learning into practice. And seriously, trust me when I say this, if you start this at an early age and you begin being disciplined and purposeful with your money and you begin investing your money, holy cow, you are going to do very, very well in your financial future. I promise you that. So those are some of the things that, you know, I would have told myself had I gone back and, and talked to myself when I was a younger kid. And those are the types of things that I would have tried to take action on. And if you have any questions and want to learn more about any of that stuff, you can always go schedule a call with me. My website is hunterlowry.com. There's a link right there. You can jump on my personal calendar and I'd be more than happy to talk with you about any questions that you have. And for everybody else listening, if you'd like help reaching your financial goals and you want to go over your portfolio and your current game plan and see what we can do to expedite reaching those goals, go over to my calendar as well. I'd love, love, love to help you guys out. And again, I'm going to uh, touch on a couple other topics that Natalie had sent over that I think are great to go over. So uh, be on the lookout for some more episodes for all of the Northern California 4-H group and have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. 